Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the Feb 6th edition. The three things for today. One, for fellow overthinkers like me, my Friday thought. Second, should we spice up the truth to make it compete against fads? Because honestly, the truth is old, the truth is boring. I mean, it works, of course, but that seems to be a moot point most of the time when we're competing against the fancy schmancy stuff. And the last one, a powerful method to help you achieve your fitness and nutrition goals if you struggle to figure out sustainable, you're actually good with the 100%, but you don't know how to do the 85%, a method to remove the option to change your mind. All right, let's get into it. Starting off with Overthinkers United. Sometimes you just know it is right. Uh, personally, my move back from San Francisco back to Madras, you know, on paper, looks to be a hard decision. Right? You're leaving the job in the U.S. to move back to start something you have not done before. Sounds scary, sounds a little stupid. and But honestly, it was obvious and easy. Meaning the decision itself. Because it felt right. I was not able to articulate the reasons why it felt right. But, it's ju- but it just did one of the few times in my life when I let my feeling lead rather than my thinking. Now, obviously, that does not mean we always go based on our gut. But for the overthinkers out there, it is a useful tool to let your body feel take the lead on things at least a few times or at least to provide the counterpoint rather than drawing out you know, pros and cons and blah, blah, blah. And that being the only method, using this as well. And what I have realized many times is my head is too slow to process my heart and my gut. And it just gets in the way. So, lesson to self, do more of this. That's the first piece. The second one, a short one called The Boring Truth. Fads make headlines and astounding claims, right? The results and transformations they offer are tweaked to fit today's trends. And by today, I mean whatever is happening this month. Next month might be something else. And then they die down. And then... They reappear in a few years' time with a new spin on it by taking advantage of the latest trend or shift. They sound much more fun and impactful than the truth. Right? Fads, they, they know what that chink in your armor is. They reach in and they grab you there. They scratch that itch you have for instant gratification. Even though you know instant gratification doesn't really work like you can't do something today and see results tomorrow, especially in things like this. 
or you know the larger deeper things they need constant long term nurturing now the truth of most matters has not changed in a really long time and likewise in fitness and nutrition most of the fundamentals about lifting and nutrition have been around from before i was born now anything you think about like interval training uh, heart rate training whatever it is right or the strong endurance concepts that powell has the easy strength concepts that dan john has all of these are you know from the 50s or sometimes even earlier like in the early 20th century sometimes even in the early 19th century it's crazy but today we have people inventing new things things that have been well around for 50 to 100 years and calling it their own but that's another thing the truth is boring but the truth is unshakable like eat the damn veggies do some physical activity that you enjoy you know have fun don't work too much and do this for the long term that's about it and just cause it bo- it's boring doesn't make it untrue on the contrary if it sounds too good to be true guess what so most of us who are well selling boring have this conundrum to fight with do we spice the boring truth up you know to make it compete against the fads or do we let results speak for it you now let you arrive to the boring once you are done with the gimmicks it's a constant question well that's that that's called the boring truth and the last piece for today remove the option to change your mind most of you have done diets done them well no sugar for four weeks you know be on the b9 for eight weeks now and you see tremendous results and it's not just on the nutrition front right like say you want to go to the gym you know january yeah maybe jan and feb you stick to whatever it is you go on your evening walk for months now we've all done your versions of this you know 100% or near 100% and been pretty successful but you zoom out things always seem to derail even though you know you have to shift gears from 100% to 80 80% make that shift to sustainable shouldn't that be easier but seems harder a recent conversation with a student and i wanted to write more about this because it's not just you who suffers from it i suffer from this too it's a battle well it's almost always because life happens things derail it's a pizza and movie night with the family right you do that saturday night and then you wake up and then you're like ah let's do a sunday brunch and then you know monday morning and there's 10 bottles of beer lying around 
But yeah, it was a great weekend, but how did that 100% of the week suddenly go to a zero rather than the 80 that you wanted to do? And unfortunately, even though you had a great time over the weekend, you know it's not conducive to your, you know, feeling good over the long term. Now, of course, the answer is not saying no to pizza night and movie night and Sunday brunch and all that, but saying yes to it every time. Obviously, you know it. I know it. So how do we figure this 85% out? Well, the truth of it is life happens. It will always be events, some unexpected, some expected. Now, recognize that it is easier to do the zero sugar than just a little bit, for most of us anyway. Now, when you're in the zero sugar zone, you get through many of these events with flying colors. It's like a vegetarian who doesn't eat meat, right? It's a no-brainer. Likewise, while it's a forceful step. But when you say zero sugar, you well, you behave like a vegetarian with meat. You just don't do it. So you do that zero sugar bit for four weeks or whatever. But then when you go into that sustainable zone, it starts to behave like a slippery slide, right? Well, here's why. The zero works because you removed the option to change your mind. You've removed decision-making. You pre-made all your decisions about sugar. It's simple. You aren't going to eat any. And since you aren't going to eat sugar, you've maybe thought ahead and planned your dinner, your workarounds, you know, uh, Diet Coke as a weekly thing or whatever. But you're clear about your goal. Zero. Sugar, or whatever it is, right? Sugar is just a simple example. But when we go to the 80, 85%, the sustainable zone, you know, the Goldilocks zone, the place where you want to have your cake and get to eat it. What's the goal? How do you figure out 85%? Do you calculate 85%? Well, that's the hard part. And I'd like you to sit and write this down. One goal, one sentence. Are you clear and committed about your long-term goal? Are you sure? Well, then state it in a sentence. Should be simple, right? One goal, one sentence. I'll wait. Now, don't skim this over. Pause and do this. One goal, one sentence. You start writing five different things. Well, that's five goals. So come back to one goal, one sentence. Now, let's think about the pain of not getting to your goal. It sucks. You don't feel good about failing at it yet again. But here you are yet again. Why oh why? Right? But something interesting we miss out on and this is something Coach Dan Joint pointed out in my conversation with him. Let's talk about the pain of getting to your goal. Not the pain of not getting to your goal, but the pain of getting to your goal. Because right now, that's the pain you're not able to handle. The pain of getting to your goal could involve you missing out on pizza and movie night, on weekly beers, on you know hanging out with your buddies, 
or not getting to sleep in because you have to go to the gym in the morning or not getting to bum around in the night and watch TV and chill with the spouse. But does it really mean that? Because it doesn't. It doesn't have to. You could start by listing down all the pains of getting to your goal. And every time you've stumbled, well, those are great things to lock down. The various stumbling points that have happened. Just use your memory. It's a good start. But it involves you sitting down, pen and paper, because you have a browser in front of you, you are going to dick around. So pen and paper and write things down. And as things happen over the next few months, because they will, write them down. When you're faced with the pain of getting to your goal and you stumble and you fail, that's okay. Write it down and you begin again tomorrow. And in a few months, you're armed with a lot of pertinent information, right? You have, I don't know, a list of 50 things that get in the way. Now you're going to decide how to approach them and remove the option of changing your mind. Now, these are just examples, right? Let's say what happened over the last six months, you see is, I don't know, four beer nights and, you know, five pizza nights and afternoon drinking three times or whatever it is, right? Like for me, it's chocolate ice cream midweek, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's four times a freaking week. That's stupid. But what starts off as one becomes four. Somehow, it just blurs and it's four. So how do we plan around this? Simple. Again, these are just numbers. You have to figure out your context, right? Say one beer night with friends. Not one beer, but how many ever beers you want, you figure it out. One additional beer nights. Sparkling water. No beer. Weekly pizza and movie night with the family. Sure. You'll have that once a month. You can still do movie night. You can still hang out with the family. Maybe you just sit out the pizza. Right? Movie night and fun times with the family is still the primary reason, not you stuffing your face with pizza, right? And so on and so forth. Now, some of us might have enough in the bank to say, you know what? One beer night every week. One pizza night every week. There's no right or wrong. You got to figure out your 85%. But the magic is in you removing the option to change your mind. When you can impartially look at this with a long-term view, now you know it is simply about doing this for the year. By removing the option of changing your mind, you've given yourself a lot more freedom, a lot less anxiety, and no more of that decision fatigue. Every time you fail and you give in to that pain, it just becomes one more thing to add to your log and to solve for next time. Shift your mindset. Stop berating yourself about failures. Instead, commit to that one goal. You can do this. And just so we're on the same page, these are things I struggle with even today, even though I supposedly know all of this, 
it's still a learning experience and I just tend to do better every time. But I look back the last few years and my log, yeah, I seem to be making the same mistakes over and over again. I just seem to recover a little faster or extend the duration between my mistakes. But I don't think zero is the solution. But hey, what do I know? We'll see. Anywho, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. This is Coach A signing off, and I will see you here next weekend. You have a good one. Bye-bye.